You're listening to Bucks Breakfast. Let's take a look at today's front pages. Jonathan, where would you like to start? Mm, well, only one word, really, isn't it? Raducanu. Mm. It's the, the word that keeps on giving. She's an absolute gift to the media generally, because not only is she very, very good at what she does, she's also very good looking, uh, she's very clever and very funny and very humble. Yeah. I mean, what's not to like? It's not surprising <laughs> that every single paper with the possible exception of the FT. I don't know, I'm just going to shuffle down to the FT and see if they've done it as well, because uh, everybody else has got a massive picture. No, the FT haven't. They've uh, bucked to the trend, uh, but uh, every other paper has got a large picture of Emma Raducanu, and I'm not in the slightest bit surprised. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch the match? I didn't. I oh. was in. I was in bed. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, there was, uh, you know, a, 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 a big celebration on uh, Friday evening or Friday afternoon when the BBC said, "Yep, we've got the rights. Uh, we've got highlights on mm. uh, Sunday afternoon," and uh, everybody was cheering about that and then thinking, "No, hang on a minute. No, this is just highlights. We want to see it live." Um, and of course, they had live coverage on Five Live, but then Channel Four. Did a deal with um, Amazon Prime, and the whole match was shown on Channel Four, absolutely live with no advert breaks. So that was an absolute triumph for Channel Four, and it's the sort of, one of the reasons why Channel Four is so great and shouldn't yes. shouldn't be sold off; should be kept uh, in public ownership, in my humble mm, and- opinion. And all credit to them for having the flexibility to uh, do that at very short notice. Yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. Um, Quite a few stories around Emma Raducanu's win Mm. this weekend. Uh, A lot of papers making a big fuss about the amount of money that she's going to make. Some saying, oh, 100 million, 150 million. Think of a number. You turn to the Daily Express and they're saying, oh, Emma's going to earn a billion dollars. I mean, you know, it shouldn't be a about the money she's she's got a nice little paycheck for winning uh, the US Open um, but let's not make it all about the money please yeah. please having said that one thing I do want to highlight and that I thoroughly approve of is that the prize money for the women's US Open was the same as for the men's oh good Good, good, excellent. Um, And one last uh, angle on her story is that uh, the Daily Mail and I think a couple of others are now calling for her to get a gong in the New Year's honours. And again, you know, she's 18. She's right at the beginning of her career. She's got, you know, enough going on as it is. And let's not forget... The Olympians, the Paralympians, some of them have, uh, you know, they've smashed records and all sorts. So, mm. you know, it's it's not a done deal. I mean, she, I'm not saying she doesn't deserve something, of course, but uh, yeah, there are other people in the picture as well. Yeah, let's talk about something else, if we can find anything else. Um, the, the I and the FT, I'm, I'm not actually sure if this is the same thing they're talking about. It's certainly the, the same sort of headline, uh, because the I have, why smoking could be a sackable offence. Oh. See page 17. Um, meanwhile, on the FT, um, smoke-free zones, can employers still call the shots on home offices? Now, that is interesting, isn't it? That's um, something that may have arisen in a particular situation but i don't think it's been highlighted before that uh, well yes if um, if you're working from home if it's your own home are you allowed to smoke because it's become a workplace hasn't it 
and that means that smoking is illegal in your own home if you're working there. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm glad I've that given one, up. <laughs> that one could run and run because um, it only takes one uh, one uh, argument between an employee and their employer. Yeah. And both sides engage lawyers and away we go. Yeah, it, it's interesting because my first thought on that story um, was about uh, the, the age-old um, grumble from non-smokers, which is, oh, those mm-hmm. people, they're nipping out for a fag. You know, they're, they're, it's adding up to an hour away from their desks every day, which means I'm working harder than they are. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, actually, I think a very valid, a very valid argument. Um, but that that was my first take on that story. Mm, I'm not sure it's actually about that. But then, like I say, mm. I, I think the I and the EFT may actually be talking about different things. Yes. I'm quite prepared to be proved wrong there. Quite possibly. So why is smoking a sackable offence then? Ooh, that's another one that's, uh, that, <laughs> that could, could possibly... Um, uh, cause a, a right old ruckus if yeah. uh, somebody is in the mood. Yeah. But we will wait and see. What else have you found? Um, well, I'm going to take us back to the Telegraph and a small story at the bottom of the front page. People are too polite to hang up on fraudsters. <laughs> oh, now, yes, let me tell you a tale because this happened to me the other day. Uh, somebody phoned on our landline, which in itself is a very, very rare yep. thing. We only yep. keep the landline really for emergencies um, and because we have to have it for the broadband. But the, the phone rang and this chap um, started asking about, I think it was loft insulation. And uh, it, it it sounded it didn't sound like a computerized voice like when you phone up to pay your credit card bill or something. This was mm. a proper voice. We were having a conversation, um, but the, something didn't quite ring true. And I said, "Hold on a minute. Are you actually a real person, or is this a, a some sort of computerized message?" And he said, "No." Tell me, are you between the ages of 50 and 65? Yeah. It's, a, it's a recording then. It yeah. is. It was AI, um, but it was frighteningly real. And I was sucked in for a good couple of minutes before I t- it dawned on me, hang on, there's something not quite right about this. Mm. Um, and in fact, he hung up on me in the end because... Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, they, they have an alg- a setting in the algorithm to, to hang up if they think they're not getting the right responses. But yeah. once you twig that it's a recording you can actually have a lot of fun (laughs) because you can say completely inconsequential things so i've had similar ones i remember um standing outside a and e at stoke mandeville waiting for my mum to come out and uh, getting one of those calls on my mobile and it was a recording so i was saying saying things like no no it was definitely an archaeopteryx (laughs) and 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 and, uh, just seeing how confused you can get this algorithm Mm. it's actually quite good fun as long as you're not fooled by it. that's the the worrying thing is that, that those things are getting so good yes uh, but um i mean you, you're right uh, that um the the telegraph uh, has put the finger on something that that's actually even more worrying that uh, people will not just say no not interested goodbye mm. and put the phone down mm. i mean I, I do that as well but um you know then, then like you my my landline only ever rings when it's either my mum-in-law or somebody frauding trying to defraud me yeah so i will keep them hanging on for as long as possible on the grounds that if they're talking to me they're not talking to somebody who might be fooled by it yes 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 that's true right where are you going next where am i going next here's one of my little uh, comparison things uh, the story about uh, the cancer test 
something, mm. which is, you know, that, that could be really, really big news. Um, a, a DNA test that could detect 50 types of cancer before any symptoms start to show. We mentioned this weeks and weeks ago, actually, at a much earlier stage, but the trials are starting today. But it's interesting to compare the uh, emphasis that different papers have given it. So um, the uh, the Express have, have got it. You know, wonder blood test spots cancer early. That that's you know a fairly wordy headline, but it's taking up a large part of the real estate of the front page of the Express. The Mirror cancer test revolution. So fewer words, shorter words bigger type mm. and uh, there she that is sharing the whole of the front page with Emma Raducanu on the mirror and the express but then if you look at the um where, where's the other one I think it's in the times uh, yes um look down, down at the times and it's one of the little ones blood test for cancer bottom left hand corner see page 8 mm. now why i wonder are the mirror and the express editors giving it so much when the times aren't. I mean, it's not that they don't think it's such an important story, but that's what the times think their audience are interested in, or that their readership. They are more interested in Huawei infiltrates Cambridge. Yeah. So the Chinese tech giant is apparently pumping loads of money and um, has got a building in uh, in the centre of Cambridge, a stone's throw from Peterhouse, because a larger proportion of the Times' readership will have been to Cambridge. That's all it is. Oh, do you think... Mm, yeah, I'm sure it is. And maybe it's even the Times editors <laughs> yes. went to Cambridge, so they think that's more important. Yes, yes, very true, very true. Um, but of course, you know, the blood test for cancer, um, that will likely have been developed in a university hospital. Um, it's likely to have been the development funded by, uh, I don't know, Big Pharma or some outside organisation. So what's the difference and where do you draw the line? And if Elon Musk says, oh, I'm going to pump loads of money into, I don't know, to uh, some other university to develop rocket science or something, then is that any better or worse? Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Do, from the point of view of a Cambridge college, do you uh, accept money or reject it based on who's giving it? Yeah. Hmm. That is a debate that will run and run, and I don't have any answers. <laughs> <laughs> one, one last one from me on the FT this morning. It's one of the little stories along the right-hand side, and it's the uh, Ryanair boss, Michael O'Leary, and he's saying that his rivals should merge. So this is the post-pandemic, uh, you know, airline industry. Um, mm. it's, it's, you know, it's had a very, very tough time over the last couple of years. He's not saying we want to merge with some of the smaller little independents, but he's saying they should all merge. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's an interesting <laughs> one to keep an eye on. Yeah, because, of course, Michael Ryan's uh, got uh, EasyJet's best interests at heart and he really wants them to do well. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, last one from me is a classic Daily Star headline. Um, they, they've got um, a fair bit of um, hard news on the front of the Star this morning. Well, apart from the uh, uh, the treatment they've given to the prediction of a late heat wave. Mm. Uh, but uh, the, um, Lewis Hamilton's horrendous crash in the uh, Formula One yesterday is on the Star. Vaccine passport scrapped. So far, so hard news. But then... <laughs> Penguin poo on Venus, see oh. page five. Oh. What a classic star headline. You have to lower the tone, don't you? <laughs> oh, well, we always, always. Okay, those are today's front pages. Thank you, sir. You're listening to Buck's Breakfast.